Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Welcome to the NBA Morning Deuce for Monday, March 1st. It's March. You know what that means. Uh, March Madness. Uh, yeah, the madness okay, okay. begins. The madness begins. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> I was hoping like, it could be a something. lot of things. My mom's birthday is coming up. I, I don't know what. Oh, is it your mom? Happy birthday to Alex's mom. Um, doesn't mean anything for us because college basketball sucks. So we mm-hmm. won't. Prob- I probably this has got to be now that I'm not full time like working for a sports network. This will probably be the least March Madness I watch, especially with like. I don't know who's good. I don't even know who's played full seasons. How are they? It just seems like college basketball has been a little bit of a mess. Yeah, I don't really have much interest at all, but I'm sure they'll actually. Be I'll watch it for wild game ass game. games. Yeah, I'll do a bracket. Yeah. yeah, but it seems like the least pumped I've been about the, the NCAA tournament in a long time. Yeah, and and which is crazy because Florida State's great. So yeah, it is weird. You should be. What seed are they they looking at, you think? I don't know. They just lost the other day. They were 11th in the country, and they lost to UNC, who I believe is unranked. So oh, wow. I don't know what that means. They'll probably be like a top four, like a top four seed. Not, I mean, like not a top four, not like a number like a, one like, seed, like a yeah. one through four seed. Gotcha. Depending on how they do in the AC. I don't know if they're doing the turn. I don't even know. College basketball. Yeah. I, it's literally, I haven't seen a minute. It's, it's pretty crazy. Me neither. And I've bet on college basketball games this year, and I haven't watched a minute. <laughs> wow. But let's talk about real basketball. How about how about we talk about a? It's ten fifty nine, by the way. Oh yeah, Alex. Ten fifty nine on the East Coast. On the East yeah. Coast, we should talk about a packed weekend of NBA basketball because that's real basketball, right? Yep. The uh, the Heat and the Bucks 
are rolling. The Heat are absolutely rolling. Uh, the Lakers, the Lakers might look like they're back. Got a few, some news items from the weekend to hit that we'll talk about later on in the show. And probably some of them will hit as we talk about some of these games because they sort of correlate with each other. But what we have to lead off with today is a fan, a, f- a favorite of the show, a favorite of some of the listeners of the show, a favorite of ours. And that's Doris Burke. Doris Burke is an absolute gem. And we agree on this show. We have, we talk about, we talk about every announcer and we are both in agreement that she is one of the better announcers there is out there. And she just knows, she knows her stuff. She's smart and she doesn't, she, she does overdo it at times when she like complains on the broadcast. But other than that, she's good. And people who've listened to this show from day one remember the hi daddy soundbite that was a staple of the early days of this show. Got us through. Got us through some tough times at that soundbite. It did. Well, tonight the internet was a blaze, a buzz. There's a lot of there's probably a lot of words that you could use to describe the way the internet reacted to Doris Burke tonight. Not only was she dropping basketball knowledge tonight but she was dropping life knowledge. Okay. There are a lot of people probably didn't know the importance of what she was talking about until she started talking about it on the broadcast bucks clippers, which will be, I guess the first game we talk about once we dissect sort of what Doris was talking about here. So I'm going to go ahead and play it for the people at home who didn't hear it because of all of the clips we've played baby juice, pity Pat, Hi, Daddy. All the clips that we've played on this show, this is probably going to, this probably might be the one that takes the cake. Leader in the clubhouse of the all time clips. You ready? I'm ready. You have to know when to come. So Chris does a great job. Giannis comes from behind and gets a piece of it. Like, it's not just when you come, like it's it's how hard you come. Uh, are you coming when the dribble is dead? Are you coming when he gets into his shooting motion? So, don't. <laughs> I have my notes. I took notes throughout that whole thing. You were. I saw you taking notes. Uh, I just got to say, the line, it's not just when you come, it's how hard you come, is one of the greatest lines that's ever been spoken in any sporting event ever. And, you, and it's not just a good lesson for basketball players that want to learn how to play defense. It's a good life lesson for youngsters out there. Mm-hmm. It is not experienced bachelors. Yeah. It's not about, it's not just about when you come, but that's important, but it, it's also about how hard you come in basketball and in life. Doris Burke, just let's just play it again real quick. Know when to come. So Chris does a great job. Giannis comes from behind and gets a piece of it. Like, it's not just when you come, like it's it's how hard you come. Uh, are you coming when the dribble is dead? Are you coming when he gets into his shooting motion? You have to know when to. Oh, it's just a it's a it's 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 a it's a big moment for for, for NBA. Yeah, yeah, for NBA broadcast for I mean, hey, for ABC. Mm-hmm. This is a defining moment for yes for ABC and ESPN sports broadcasting. Yeah. There would be, I think, 
in like broadcasting schools. This clip might get played in the future. I here's the thing. I remember it might get played in a sex ed class in like junior high. I don't know. I remember when I used to produce live broadcasts, like when I was at my old job and got, and people would say things that sounded awkward. I remember the reaction I had in the control room for way less than this, like way, way less than this. In my mind, I'd be like, what did I just, what do you just, what, what just got said? I can't even imagine what the people in the back or in the truck were like, what is she talking about? Right <laughs> what is Dor- Doris control yourself control. But you know what? It's one of my favorite moments of the year. It might be my favorite moment of the year. It's up there. What was this? Uh, what, which game was this Saturday? This night? was no, no, this was today. This was the, Oh, this is the early was, game today. Gotcha. No. Yeah. Yeah. This was uh bucks clippers. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. It was in the middle of the day and Twitter. I mean, shout out to this guy at not, not dubs four Oh eight on Twitter who I didn't, I mean, I didn't know who he was and who this account was until today. This guy, I don't know what his like strategy is here on posting clips. I don't know what technology he's using, but this dude is posting clips in real time. And he, I, he like throughout the Lakers game, this guy's just throwing clips up. It, it's why I don't know what he's doing. I, I know we had technology like that when I was at the big, the big guns, but I don't know some just a random Twitter account that has, 1500 followers just real time posting yeah. clips it's not like yeah it's not like he recorded this off his tv it's not like he pointed his camera phone at his tv this is a, no, this no, is this a good quality he's got to yeah. have one of those he's got a capture card he's got an elgato you know what i mean yeah there, but there's also there's also like websites uh to be not to be i forgot what it was but there was a site that we used oh i know what you're talking about yeah, where you just like you like, you you send the feed into that site and you can cut it in real time and then post it to your social media. Mm-hmm. That it feels like that's what he's doing because he's getting so, those up quick. Wild mocha is everything. No, what? but I mean, I'm sure it's, I'm that sure one, they're all similar. It's one of them, yeah. So, Doris, what a, a national treasure! Yeah, protect as they say on on social media, protect Doris at all costs. I don't even think she needs protection. She's clearly a savage. She, she's yeah. fine. There are, there are some young men watching NBA basketball on a Sunday afternoon that are growing up real quick because of Doris. Yeah. And it's great. It's great for the league. It's great for her. Gets her name out there. She trends every time she does a game. Half the time, it's for stuff like this. Not the right reason. <laughs> but it's great. Oh, you know what, Doris? We love you. One day we'll get Doris on the show, I think. I think so. But the way we're trending, I mean, it could be next week, honestly. Yeah, that's true. No, first we got to talk Top Shot, which, by the way, there are we had some potential, more potential guests line getting lined up for Top Shot talks. Nice. This may this may literally end up being like a whole separate bonus deuce series, same feed, but just a separate because I, I may I might have a few one one mage. I don't want to say who it is yet because I don't want to jinx it, but he is a pretty influential person in the Top Shot community at this point. Is it Cubes? No, it's not Mark Cuban. No. It's not Mark Cuban. No. <laughs> I, that's a that's an influential person on the planet. Hmm. Uh, this guy is specifically an influential NBA Top Shot person. He said he would come on, so I'm just waiting on the the date. So look out for that. That'll be fun because I am. We're still 
clamoring to figure out how this whole thing's going to go down. Uh, But in terms of NBA action from Sunday and the weekend, the Bucks ended up winning that game. Good win for them, which it's, it's actually a great win for them because I've been talking a lot, you know, over the past week or so about how all these games are fool's gold and it's just saving Budenholzer's job for now. But beating a full-strength Clippers team uh, with Drew, Drew Holiday, came. he only played 18 minutes, but obviously Drew Holiday changes the dynamic of this team. And, and Giannis is playing out of his mind. It's just a really good win for this team. They needed to beat a good team because they've been, you know, they won four in a row before this against bad teams. And that's why I kept calling it fool's gold, but this is a good win ahead of the break. I don't know who, who their last game or two are, but it's a nice one for Budenholz or specifically. Yeah. Um, I didn't catch this game today, unfortunately, but this really was one where it's like, okay, the bucks, the bucks are still like a really good team. You know, I'm not, I still am exactly where I was earlier in the week or early last week in terms of not really considering them an actual title contender. But, um, you know, th- this isn't like the rest of the four wins they've had on this or five wins on this streak. Like they beat the Kings, the Timberwolves, the Thunder, the Pelicans. Right. Um, it's a great win. It's a great win. Um, Drew coming back. I mean, he played 18 minutes, two points. Yeah. I don't know. What did, what did you see from Drew? Is he all the way he back? He looked good. I mean, no, he's not all the way back. He's, I mean, he still looks like he's on a minutes restriction, obviously. But when he's in the game, he's making an impact on both mm-hmm. sides. Uh, so it's just, I think he just changed. I think there's just something about him on being on the floor for that team. He just changes their confidence almost. Yeah. It's like, he's just so much better than every other guard on that team. Mm-hmm. It's just not even close when you look at, unless you consider Chris Middleton a guard, which he's more of a four, like a three. Yeah. But when you just look at the level that he boosts this team in terms of their guard, their backcourt play across the board, just having him even for 18 minutes is such a huge deal for them. And it's crazy because we know like Drew is really good. I don't never really, maybe I never really necessarily thought that like, okay, getting drew holiday is the difference between your team potentially competing for your con to win the conference and not, but he really is the different, a bit. I guess you could say that about Middleton. You could say that obviously about Giannis, but drew the difference with this team with drew and not drew it's they're, two totally different teams. Mm-hmm. And it, I mean, I knocked the trade immediately, just the amount that they got, gave up for him. But, you know, with their situation and being all in on Giannis, like yeah, they had, to, had to get this to this it. boost type of player. And we'll see. I, it's, it's this team. I mean, it goes without saying it's playoffs. It's all about the playoffs. It's, it's title or bust with this team. Right. right. So. Uh, the only team right now playing better in terms of, you know, consecutive wins, at least in the NBA, is the Heat. They won, they beat the Hawks tonight 109 99. That's their sixth win in a row. They are now, I had the standings pulled up. They are now the fifth seed in the East, half a game behind the New York Knicks, who are the fourth seed in the East. And we're what finally over 500. I'm sure we'll get to that. Just an absolutely, yeah, yeah, we will. An absolutely insane NBA season. But the Heat, uh, I don't know. I've, I've watched a lot of Hawks games, and I don't know that I've seen a team this year. I, I haven't watched every game, so I, I don't know I've seen a team defend Trey Young as well as the Heat did. He, they just totally took him. They trapped him. Every single ball screen, they trapped. 
and then they zoned and they clearly, they had no idea what to do with the zone. Trey Young could do nothing. And it's at least for Atlanta, it is gotta be concerning how he is like allergic to playing off the ball. Cause even when he gives up the ball, it's not like he, he doesn't like cut opposite corner, try to come off a screen or do something. He runs back to the ball. Like he'll give up the ball and then run back to the ball to get the ball, to run another ball screen or do something. It, it's just, it's not great. And obviously he still gets his numbers and he's played, I guess, decent this year, but man, he looked, and it's credit to the heat. Obviously their defense was incredible, but he was so bad. They only scored 99 points. This is the sixth time in February that the Heat have held a team under 100 points in a win. Wow. That's, that's crazy. A, I know. That's a crazy number, especially with the way teams are scoring this season. Mm-hmm. Um, now, that's a really good point about Trey Young, like not being able to play off the ball because it's just like their offense is so clear what they want to do every time down the floor when he's healthy. Um, and not that it's not a great defensive effort by the heat, but I just feel like it's not that hard to defend this team when they're just so, so insistent on making him the guy every night. He's three for 14 tonight. This is probably an absolute drubbing if John Collins doesn't go for 34. I I was going to say, if John Collins wasn't out there auditioning to get traded to the heat, Mm. then it it would have been an absolute, it should have been a blowout. Well, and also Jimmy Butler didn't play. Yeah. So I saw that, that, and that was a kind of a late, Occurring. Yeah, he had like I Spo before the game said like I think he had his knee tight tightness or I think they're just not you know they don't play around. But Tyler Hero came back. He played well in the fourth quarter. Kendrick Nunn. Here's an interesting thing about this Heat team right now: the way their young guys are playing. Kendrick Nunn is playing great. He's playing absolutely like he's been. He's probably the MVP of this team this month and on this run they're on. He's been arguably their best. Jimmy Butler has been great too, but. Kendrick Nunn sort of held them down as a scorer and as a distributor. I think this is like his third in the last four game, third game in the last four that he's had seven or more assists, Yep, which is not really his game, Mm -hmm. but the way he's playing hero showing up in the clutch again, precious looks really good, high energy, making athletic plays. Uh, You still have Duncan Robinson who is not shooting the ball well, but you know what he's capable of. They have the pieces now to make multiple moves if they wanted to try to go get a couple guys to like really make a run at this thing. Not that they can't make a run with the current team, but for example, if John Collins was available and Kyle Lowry was available, I think they have the pieces to get both. What do you you don't have to, you wouldn't have to, because both of those guys are in a situation where you don't have to give up so much to get Kyle Lowry. You're going to have to give up more to get John Collins. But if the Hawks are not willing to pay John Collins, you probably don't have to overoffer because if they're not going to pay him anyways, you sort of have a little bit of leverage if you want to go try to make an offer. Right. I just have to assume that there's several teams that want John Collins. So you're, well, you're bidding Hero. against him. It would be Tyler Hero. But yeah. you probably wouldn't have to give up Tyler Hero and a bunch of other pieces. Because mm-hmm. like to me, I look at it like now these are both these are so totally hypothetical. But imagine the heat with Kyle Lowry, Jimmy Butler, John Collins and Bam. That's a stupid. I mean, just the front court alone would be completely ridiculous defensively. Yeah. I mean, John Collins is playing great defense this year too. So to pair him with Bam, I mean, that's yeah, it that's would be scary. It'd be absurd. And I think to get Kyle Lowry, you probably have to give up a, a young player. So maybe Kendrick Dunn in a pick. I don't think you'd have to give up too much because 
he's a free agent and he's old. Mm-hmm. And then you could probably do Tyler Hero, Precious, and a first-round pick for John Collins. Like, why wouldn't they take that at this point? If they're not planning on paying him anyways, Tyler Hero looks like he could be an absolute star in the league, and Precious looks like he's going to be a good player. Yeah, He had 14 and 7 in 12 minutes tonight against a very good front court of Clint Capella and John Collins. Yeah. If, if John Collins has, like, closed that door and said, like, I'm not – like, or I'm sorry, if the Hawks have closed that door and they're decided they're not going to pay him, then then I would do that trade. I would, uh, if I was in charge, I would pay John Collins. But right, of course. Um, but if that's an offer on the table and and you're not willing to pay him, I think that's a no brainer. Yeah, I mean Trey Young and Tyler Hero as a future backcourt is pretty enticing. Yeah, if you had that opportunity. Yeah. Uh, and and I just think you look at the Heat's ability over the years to just get plug and play type guys. Avery Bradley hasn't played for them yet. So think about Kyle Lowry, Avery Bradley, Jimmy Butler, John Collins, and Bam, just as a defensive unit. They're already, over the past month, have the best defense in the NBA over the past month. Imagine that five. Yeah, that's that's pretty nice. These are all – I don't know that any of these are in the mix, but there's just something about how confident the Heat look right now and how good their young players are that I feel like something could be up. Like something could be that – Riley's probably looking at this like – well, I could do something with this. Mm-hmm. And like of, of all the guys, he's he's one of those guys that you're like, never get too comfortable with what you're looking at. It's even when they're playing this great, because this just means they're all movable yeah. other than Jimmy and, and Bam. And to a lesser extent, Tyler Hero, just depending on what you're getting. All right. But it's pretty remarkable what they've done over the this stretch. They're playing great basketball. It's just insane to look at, at their record and see 17 and 17. Just with it feels like it feels like last week they were buried. Um, and they go on what, what you said, seven game win streak at the moment. There are six, six gamer six. to get back to 500. Unbelievable. The defense is just absolutely championship level defense. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're, they're the only team playing better defense. Actually, right now, there's no team playing better defense, but over the stretch of the year, it's been the Lake, the Lakers and the Jazz really mm-hmm. have been the dominant defensive teams, but the heat since they really, since before that West coast run where they, they, they won really since um, they, they won like three or four in a row before they went out West and they lost three in a row while they were out West. And then now they're on this six game run. But since that before they lost those three in a row, since back to that first little four game win streak, they've been the best defensive team in the NBA. It's been pretty crazy. I mean, six, Holding a, holding six teams under a hundred in one in a month. Yeah, it's sick. crazy. It's crazy in the current NBA. Um, all right, before we move on, I want to tell you guys real quick about Blue Wire Hustle. It's a brand new program where you, in all caps, can host your very own podcast here at Blue Wire. That's you, you Alex. Well, we do have a podcast at Blue Wire. Thanks, Blue Wire. Uh, Hustle was created to give everyone the opportunity to take your podcast to the next level, or if you want to host a podcast and just don't know where to start, Hustle is the perfect, in all caps, place for you. As part of the program, you'll receive personal cover art, Q&As with Blue Wire's top podcasters. Hey, maybe that's us. Access to our community Discord and an e-learning course full of tips and tricks. And on top of that, we'll help you get your show pushed out to Apple, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, and all the other listening platforms. And the best part is you can get all this for only $15 a month, which is the same rate as any other hosting site would charge for just the initial setup. So whether you're starting from scratch, you have an existing show that you want to grow, Hustle is an open door to leveling up your sports podcasting experience. Acceptance into the program is limited in all caps. So get your application in today. To apply, go to blue... 
me try that again. To apply, go to bwhustle.com slash join. Check, check out the description box for this episode to find out more, but that's bwhustle.com slash join. Joey, I got to say that read was absolutely impeccable until you hit the, the URL and the wheels came off a little bit, but fantastic. Yeah, it's hard. bwhustle.com slash yeah. join is a little... It's a little bit of a mouthful, but check out the description box and you don't even, you can just copy and paste it. But yeah, B- I mean, that's w- control C for the B W H U S T L E dot com slash join is the that's that's it. That's it. And if, you, if you don't if you don't know if you don't know it by now, then you're never gonna, <laughs> <laughs> you're never gonna get it. Uh, so all right, let's uh we mentioned the Knicks, so let's talk about the Knicks a little bit, right? You want to talk the about over the over five hundred Knicks? For, finally, finally, I've been waiting to to just be able to say the the over the five not even over five hundred. I was waiting to be able to say five hundred Knicks, and now after the Heat or excuse the Heat after the Knicks beat the the Pistons one hundred nine ninety on Sunday night, they've won a few in a row now and. They are the fourth seed in the Eastern Conference at 18 and 17, the New York oh, Knicks. They're one of four teams in the East over 500. It's it's like... And it's it's Julius Randle, dude. And actually, I will give credit watching the last couple games. R.J. Barrett is playing great basketball right now for, for a guy that has been getting crushed for, you know, basically since he got into the league last year by everybody. He's playing really good basketball for them. Quickly still playing well, but it's all... It's Randall. It's Julius Randall. It's like it's Randall and Thibodeau. But at, on the court, it's Julius Randall just carrying these guys. I mean, another 25, 8, and 6, 3 of 6 from 3. He's just doing everything for this team. His numbers are so outrageously consistent. Like mm-hmm. in every time, it's it's somewhere in the 20s, a shitload of rebounds and a solid number of assists. Like it's it's like clockwork with this guy. And I mean we're going to see Knicks in the playoffs. All signs point to it. And like, yeah. I can't believe there, how, yeah. how we're saying it after how long it's been. Yeah. There would have to be some type of crazy drop-off, which I guess in the East, actually it doesn't have to be a crazy drop-off in the East. The way everything's so close from four to 11 or 12. Yeah. But the way they're playing right now, it's the first time, I guess in almost a decade where you watch Knicks games, expecting the Knicks to win basketball games, mm-hmm. which is very weird. Like even, even if they went on some runs here and there over the past, like when they had Porzingis and Melo together and all that, you probably still going up against one of the worst teams in the league. You'd probably still be like, eh, it's the Knicks that are going to blow it. Yeah. And but not anymore. I mean, it's about Randall and it's about Tibbs. Um, this team's not messing around. And uh, I mean, good for them. My, I'm, my buddy who's a Knicks fan is, is like out of his mind. I'm in Philly right now. I can practically hear the New York presses like hyping this team up because it's, the city has been thirsty for this for so long. Yeah. Uh, also, Leon Rose, give credit there because I think when a, when I think a lot of people were skeptical when the Knicks went and tapped, you know, an, an agent to to run the team. Um, not really sure how that was going to work out with wet with Leon and Worldwide West too. But not only have you know they they obviously crushed the draft. Toppin is still developing, but I, they got to steal him quickly. They went out and got Derrick Rose. 
they went out and got Alec Burks, who's playing really good basketball for them. Like they, they're Nerlens, they brought in Nerlens Noel, who's been huge for them with Mitchell Robinson out. They, they've made a lot of good moves to be a good team, and they have money to spend. They're in the mix whenever a player is potentially on the market. They're in the mix for those guy, every guy now because they have money and they and they look like they're a competitive team. It's a it's a pretty remarkable one year turnaround for that organization. There's only one thing I see uh, holding them back. It's important. That it's, is it's it that they're in the mix? Yeah, well, <laughs> no, it's yeah. James Dolan. Yeah, the team. Other than that, it's all great. Um, well, let, so there was another thing happened on Twitter today involving the Knicks that was. I mean, there was fire and fury out coming out of South Florida, but everybody was very, it was just like, what is, what, why? And this is the blue check mark conversation because it's like, yeah, everyone gets a blue check mark. So everyone takes the people with a blue check mark seriously and this and that. Brandon Tierney, okay, who is a radio host for CBS Sports Radio, he is the co host of Tiki and Tierney with Tiki Barber. He, he tweeted at 9.25 a.m. February 20th, Sunday. Legit question. Now, also a little background on Brandon Tierney, born and raised in Brooklyn and is a radio host in New York. It's a national radio show, but he's a New York guy working in New York. Legit question. At his absolute apex, was Chris, was Chris Bosch ever better than peak Julius Randle? The answer oh, is no. no. And then he answered it. He said, the answer is no. Oh man. And it all, more than Doris, he let, he, he lit Twitter on fire today and more, mostly people just destroying him. Like, what are you, what are you talking about? Yeah. That, that one. Is kind of I mean, that's just like, is he familiar with recency bias? Like, does he know that concept? <laughs> like, the guys having one great year, 20, yeah. 34 games or 35 games. Yeah. <laughs> We're Chris talking about a, a like, first ballot Hall of Famer, a yeah. 11 time all star, two time champion. Chris Bosch was the best big man in the game at one point in time, right? That's fair to say. I think he yeah. was legitimately the best big man for at least a year or two. So now the thing, like all these heat outlets and like South Florida outlets are tweeting stuff like legit question. At the at this absolute at his absolute peak, was Patrick Ewing ever as good as Jarvis Fernando? <laughs> Answer: No. <laughs> it just like ran. That's like the new heat Twitter thing now. It's yeah. just doing that. Uh, it, it's just, I couldn't even. It's just wild that. And you know what? He's getting exactly what it, the intention is. Is just mm. people engaging and. I mean, he went viral, whether it was for good or bad, he went viral. So mm-hmm. it was just one of the more absurd tweets I've, I think I've ever seen. It's a pretty bad one. In terms of sports related, I should say. Uh, all right. The Lakers are back. They won, I think this is two in a row now since Schroeder came back. And it's pretty, it's pretty remarkable. Like, I know he's a very good player. He's six man of the year and, or runner up for six man of the year at, and they don't really have a true point guard. LeBron's got to handle most of that when they don't have Schroeder, but they're obviously a completely different team when he plays. They, they beat the Warriors 117-91. It's not like the Warriors have been bad. The Warriors have been pretty uh, good. Draymond got hurt, but they were already getting blown out when Draymond got hurt. Uh, 
But Schroeder just makes all the difference. Good defensively, runs the offense. It's pretty interesting. And I think this is also a product of kind of what we were talking about, which was like figuring things out while AD was out and just sort of getting the rhythm. Like they, I think they, they put Markeith Morris back in. They put him instead of like floating around the three-point line all the time, he was in the paint more. He was a cutter. So they're changing some things up. And it just kind of shows this is – there's nothing to worry about here. Yeah, they're they're going to okay. sustain and they'll be fine. I do – I think because of how monumental the Anthony Davis injury could be for the league, the Dennis Schroeder injury flew under the radar, you know. And anytime you've got two of your top three scorers out, like – yeah, you're trouble. You're going to be in trouble. So Schroeder comes back and they look like a solid team again. So makes a lot of sense. I just can't. Play. I mean, Warriors at basically full strength get their doors blown off 41-21 in the first quarter. Like that's that's insane to me. I get. Yeah. I mean, just probably a one-off weird game. But it's... yeah, there was a moment in this game that would have pissed you off because I know, and and rightfully so, you are a big. Uh, I don't know what the word is. I guess you have always been uh, hard on the, the what's it called? The landing rules, like for th- fouling oh, yeah, shooters. Yeah. Steph in this game uh, jumped. I mean, it was pretty bad. Steph jumped into Dennis Schroeder and elbowed him in the face, and they called oh. a foul on Schroeder. Oh, wow. And then it got, it got reviewed, and they still called it a foul on Schroeder. And Schroeder, and it, it almost turned into like an altercation, which looked like it was weird on the broadcast. Schroeder just looked like he was going to talk to Steph, basically saying like, you don't have, you didn't have to throw your elbow into my face. And I don't know who took offense to what. And then Juan T got involved. And then everybody was just, you know, Juan T. Yeah, classic yeah, Draymond Juan is T. riding with him. So that's good. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just don't like, like, no, I, I know the shooter has every right to shoot the ball, whatever angle or whatever way he wants to. Right. But if you're going to initiate the contact, at least make it a no call, you know, like, but if, if a guy gets hit in the face, that's gotta be an offensive foul. I, I, I also just don't understand. I guess they're they're The league would have to explain it more, but how they could review that and still call it a, a yeah, foul. It just doesn't make sense. Face. I mean, yeah, it's not, doesn't seem right. Uh, but it, that was really the, the most exciting part of this game. Cause it was an absolute uh, blowout. So yeah. Um, Celtics get a big win for them. It's, it's interesting to say against big, a tough team. Well, say? yeah, I mean, it's it's yeah. interesting to say it's a big win beating the Wizards. Who, but the Wizards had won what seven of eight coming into this. Brad Beal, forty six points. They've lost. Oh, listen to this stat. They've lost eleven straight games when he scores forty or more. Oh wow. It's probably kind of crazy, that's, right? That's 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 pretty crazy, yeah. They asked uh, Scotty Brooks after the game about it, and he's like, "Yeah, well, when he had thirty nine, I tried to get it out of his hands, so he just I just couldn't." <laughs> that's pretty good. <laughs> and then he's just like, "We're not doing anything different. He's a great player. He's going to have forty point games. He's going to have fifty point games. It's just what it is." I, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, I watch them play now since this run, and yeah, I agree. It's, it's not like. The one thing I will say is that I don't understand is they, they've been starting Mo Wagner, who looks pretty good for them, but then he only plays like 12, 13 minutes a game. I don't really understand why. Uh, but other than that, yeah, they don't look different when he's getting 40 or when he's getting 35. So I don't, 
don't know. Just... Yeah, no, I, I have to think that's kind of an anomaly. Like, I think the real issue is that there's dudes around him that are not scoring at all. Like, they had two starters tonight that didn't score. Yeah, well, Mo, um, but they both only played. Right. Mo Wagner played 12 minutes, and Garrison Matthews played 15 minutes. And he's probably their best shooter. Well, no, yeah. Bertans. Sorry. Yeah, that guy is an absolute catapult. That, that guy's yeah insane. But, uh, yeah, to me, this is just. Denny only played six minutes. Yeah. Bradley Beal's incredible, and the rest of this team stinks pretty bad for the most. I mean, Russell Westbrook's still a good player, but they need guys like Rui Hachimura and Rui's. Rui's been playing good defense. Like, yeah, I, I'm, like, I'm starting to see the upside of that guy, mm-hmm. but yeah, he needs to bring more offensively. So yeah, I don't. I don't put much into that stat of. I mean, it's crazy. The, the 0 and 11. You said they've lost 11 straight when he scores more than 40. Yeah, yeah I, I just that's more about the rest of the team being dog shit to me. But sure, sure. Now for the Celtics, big Jason Tatum, no Jalen Brown, so even an even bigger win. Mm-hmm. Tatum goes for thirty-one and scores the last what four points at the end of the game. He had the so it was a crazy sequence. It was nuts. It was it was he, highlights, yeah. he made a layup with fifteen seconds left. Then Brad Beal, I guess, slipped on a wet spot from where Jason Tatum had fallen the possession before, and the Wizards turned the ball over. And the Wizards were at home, right? No, this is in Boston. Oh, okay, it was in Boston. Yeah. That's even that's even sketchier. Yeah, <laughs> Brad Beal slips on a wet spot, turns they turn the ball over, and then Jason Tatum hits a game winner. I mean, Brad Beal had a shot at the end to win it. An insane shot because they doubled yeah. him immediately, and, and he tried to pass it out. If you watch that play back too, like I think Russ, if Russ would have cut to the basket, I think he was wide open, but really? he just stayed I, out at the three point line. It was a good double team though, so he actually truly might not have been able to see a cutter in that scenario. But he was, I mean, but he was looking like he. I think he was yeah. looking to give up the ball because he was doubled, and everyone was just standing. I think if anybody would have dove to the rim, they could have probably even got to the line. Yeah, it's possible. So he ends up taking this fall away, like sky, <laughs> like that. That's it one was of the highest. Hawaii-ish, almost and, like. Yeah. And it rimmed out. It was almost, it would have been, I think probably the shot of it, like the best buzzer beater to date this year. This season. If sure. If it had gone in. Um, but yeah, that, that was awesome. It's Jason Tatum's had such a strange season. It's been de- derailed by COVID, but like today was one of those games you watch and you're like, this guy's, outrageous he's just he's a top 10 player he really is to me right well, now it was just watching both of them just, yeah. oh, just trading buckets brad beal and jason tatum going back and forth was just fun to watch i just love watching brad beal play like just his style of play i mean you know that he's amazing he's leading the league in scoring but like just the way he scores is so yeah. fun this is the kind of game where if the, like somebody who says that they like college basketball more than the nba i'd be oh, like, yeah. like watch watch just watch this these are two teams that potentially could fall out of the playoffs. I don't think the Celtics will, but they have struggled with two guys who aren't even widely considered top 10 players in the NBA, but are so much better than anything you could possibly watch in any other league going at it. They're so good. It just speaks to like the talent level in the NBA. But I would say to like watch this game, just watch mm-hmm. these two guys. How could you not enjoy watching these two guys go at each other? So it's just incredible. Yeah. More but than not everybody agrees on Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, though, because there was a report this week. Jeff Goodman, who is a college basketball guy, so I'm not sure where the set had a report that an anonymous NBA player said Jason Tatum, Jason Tatum, and Jalen Brown can't be your superstars. The only thing they do is help their own game, they don't get anyone else easy shots. All they know how to do is score. 
Who who said that? An anonymous an anonymous, an anonymous NBA player. Oh, okay. It couldn't it's, be more wrong. Yeah, like no. <laughs> it just couldn't First be more all, wrong. No. Second of all, like he could easily just be making that up. But it's just so frustrating that sort of yeah. thing. That doesn't it, sound like an NBA player would something they would even say. But. I don't know. Well, maybe I don't know. Yeah, I, maybe a player who used to be there. Maybe. maybe there's a specific player that comes to mind that was there and did not succeed there mm. and is now very successful. Right. Well, would he probably would have let it off with "I don't care what anybody thinks" or, or something <laughs> like that? But then we would know who it was. But yeah, I wouldn't put it past Kyrie. To yeah. go off the beaten path and to say this to a college basketball reporter. <laughs> <laughs> Is he a Duke reporter by chance? I think he just reports on just everything. everything. Yeah. Gotcha. He's one of the bigger ones. I, I don't know. I know. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't. It was weird that I saw his name linked to an NBA store. It's just like, I don't know. It yeah. doesn't really make sense to me. Um, but yeah, I disagree. I, I would be shocked. This is one team that I would be absolutely shocked if they have the same roster after All-Star break. Yeah. No there's worries. something. There's got to do something. They're bigs. Arch, Tristan's still very good. Like, I think he can still defend. But Robin Lopez in the fourth quarter was doing whatever he wanted. Yeah, it was just like not good. not good. I think Robin Lopez may have had, like, um, the go-ahead bucket with, like, 20 seconds left. He had, like, a hook shot over yeah. – he was know. just catching it in the paint and getting hooks over Daniel Tice. Yeah, it was like that can't simple. <laughs> yeah, not um, not great. The but they they're one team of all the teams in the East that we keep talking about need to make moves for the second half. Like even the Heat right now, yeah, the Heat if they didn't make a move, they still look pretty good. They look like the way they defend and their depth. Before history is written. Played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. When they're healthy, they look like they can still potentially make a run the way they defend. I think the Celtics team really needs to make a move to get more depth because I, they just don't have enough. Even with Mark, when Marcus Smart comes back, they're good, but I don't think they're deep enough. I, I completely agree. I think I said that last week, just something to, mm-hmm. even if it's like Thad Young or something, I don't know, something. I think some, well, a lot of teams supposedly are interested in Thad Young. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, Blake Griffin on the buyout market would be outstanding. I think for this team, I don't know. Yeah. I'm totally with you that this team will look, like they will have someone significant added um, before we get going in the second half. I would, I would. The economy is made up of real people doing real stuff, and it affects everything, which you obviously know since you're a real person doing real stuff. Marketplace is here to help you get smart about everything beyond the what of the day's business and economic news. We dig into the how and the why with the real people driving our economy. From big tech and interest rates to small businesses and what's happening at the Fed, Marketplace breaks it all down so you don't have to. Listen to Marketplace wherever you get your podcasts. I think so. Uh, all right, a couple other games to hit before we just cap this off with some um, some new some stuff from the weekend to hit. The Rockets lost by forty nine to the Grizzlies. 
That's bad. Wow. Not that's, 50. Not 50. Though. It's not 50. So it's not unacceptable. Well, no, it's really, it's, it's really bad, but it's, it's not. Look, it's, a, it's pretty clear what this is. The villain Dylan Brooks comes back and things just happen for the Grizzlies. Steven Silas called it embarrassing. Which it is. This team is just, whew, this is, I mean, it's, it's hard to watch. It's hard to watch the Rockets right now. It's actually hard to remember somebody going out and the wheels falling off this bad for a team. Like, what? Is, how many in a row is this? And Old Depot hasn't been playing Four, five, either. Six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Eleven game losing streak since. No, they league. haven't lost eleven in a row, have they? I think they have. Yeah, I think they've lost. Oh yeah! Wow, wow! And I think it started when when he went out, right? So, yeah, I, I don't, don't think know. they've. I still don't think they've won a game since he got hurt. Yeah, I don't think so. So, that's just that is just wild. Yeah. That's that's crazy. I mean, I mean, it sucks, man. Like, what are you gonna do though? Look at the look at what they're rolling out there, and 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 not just that. It's just I've I've I know I talk about this a lot, but I've been through these seasons, and players understand like when this when the, when the wheels come off, they also stop. You know, it's just not stop, but it's hard to go out every night knowing that this is what's coming. Mm-hmm. It's just so crazy because they were over 500 when the, the, when the losing streak started. So, I mean, it was still early in the season, but the wheels falling, like this is as quickly as things can go to total shit as you'll see, I think. Um, and, you know, the, the, the whole season has been a shit show. So right. there's certainly extenuating circumstances, but it's, it's still really bad. Yep. Um. Justice Winslow also has been playing for them. He played pretty good in this game. So that's, it's just good to see him playing well. And this team, this is about as healthy as the Grizzlies have been all year. Yeah. So maybe they'll make a little run here too. Uh, I think the last game here that we haven't hit that at least that's done. Cause whereas we're recording the Kings and the Hornets are playing, but I just, I just don't care about that game enough to talk about it tonight. It really means, I mean, it means something for you. It actually does mean quite a bit right now because I'm two of three on a parlay because Phoenix just uh, just beat Minnesota. Yeah, the Kings are winning, but I don't, I don't, whatever. We, we can maybe talk about that tomorrow if something crazy happens. But yeah, but that Phoenix game. So Phoenix beat the T Wolves. That's the last game we haven't talked about, right? Yep. Just trying to keep track. Yep. The Phoenix beat the T Wolves one eighteen ninety nine. And here's I, I've been thinking about this as I was watching the end of that game. They still haven't won a game since they hired this new guy. And they're still just getting pounded out by teams. I, I just, it just, it amplifies the question. Why couldn't they have fired Ryan Saunders at all-star break? Yeah. And like giving the guy a dignified firing. This whole thing was so sketchy. They had to fire him. In the middle of the season, they had to go get a coach from another team. They had to bring him in. You're telling me that this handful of games that they they have one game left before break, they they play the the Hornets. They're probably going to lose that game, so they're going to go winless with this new coach since firing Ryan Saunders. You're telling me they couldn't have let Ryan Saunders lose out and then fire him and wait a day and then hire the other guy and make it way less sketchy. What was this guy going to get hired by another? No one's fired their coach. Where's the guy going to go? If the guy really wants to coach here, what is he just 
a week and a half was going to go by and you weren't going to be able to get them. It just makes no sense. They are very much not a better team right now with this guy. And I, and usually there's at least some type of honeymoon with a new coach. There is not one here. This team is bad and they're not winning games. I don't understand. It's a, it's not, it's an, he's taking over in the middle of the season. So it's going to take time, but it's even more to the point of why couldn't they have just waited? The whole thing is so ham fisted because like, what's that? Is that a thing? Yeah. Ham fisted. <laughs> that sounds, love, that sounds, maybe sounds, I'm totally, it sounds really, really uncomfortable. Ham fisted. Let me see here. Clumsy or bungling ham handed. It's a, it's a, it's a word. It's an ham. So is it ham handed? Because ham-handed sounds a lot less weird than I'm ham. Looking, I'm looking at ham, it in the dictionary right now. It's a ham it's fist, one word. Ham-fisted ham, ham sounds. Ham-fisted sounds like something disgusting and uncomfortable. Yeah, that's true. But it is a word. So what do you? I'm not gonna. When the perfect word is out there to describe the situation, I'm gonna use it. So. Okay. Well. Okay. So they. They, so they got ham fisted. No, I'm saying the situation <laughs> was so ham fisted. It okay. was handled so clumsily or bunglingly. I've never heard that word until tonight. So okay. thank well, you. Yeah, but you just yeah, you just can't tell me this couldn't have waited an extra week. Just like, and the reason this team is so bad uh, isn't necessarily because Ryan Saunders was coaching terrible. Their best players aren't ever playing together. <laughs> that's why they're losing dude like why is ryan saunders have to take the fall two games before the all-star break it's just asinine i don't understand. yeah well i think there's a lot of people out there that are saying very similar thing with this team that to what you're saying with the knicks different reasons but that the issue ultimately is the guy that glenn taylor that is just yeah. not a great owner and never really has been i mean he got lucky and drafted kevin garnett but he i, I don't it just seems seems like he has not made a lot of intelligent decisions over his time and that changing. I mean, Garnett didn't win anything in Minnesota. So. Well, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, but they were good though. They're a playoff yeah. team, but yeah. So we'll see for the Suns, Devin Booker 43. So locked in. Yeah. Since he got that all-star nod lock, getting locked in. So this team's, this is another team. I think they were the other team outside of the heat. They're one of the teams that's held – they've held a bunch – because when I was looking up the numbers, I think they have now – oh, yeah, <laughs> this is wild. So I tweeted it out after the Heat game that the Heat had held six teams in wins under 100 and leads the NBA. But in parentheses, I put unless Phoenix can somehow hold Minnesota under 100 mm-hmm. tonight, and they held them to 99 points. When I tweeted it, it was the middle of the third quarter, and Minnesota already had 60 points. Wow. Uh, that's crazy. Yeah. They only scored 23 in the fourth. Um, yeah. So t- sons are playing great basketball too. Uh, they really are. Where are they in the, they're third in the West now. No, they're still at four Clippers are still a, a half game ahead of them. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're really tough. Um, man, I can't wait to see Devin Booker in the playoffs. I just want to see something special out of him. Yeah. Uh, all right. A couple things to hit real quick. We don't have to go too deep into any of them, but before we wrap up, uh, there was supposed to be another game tonight, Raptors-Bulls. That game got postponed. It's mind-blowing that the Raptors' last couple games didn't get postponed because they had six coaches out. One coach got COVID, and then the rest of them had to be out. And Siakam's been out because of health and safety protocols, and now he's out until the break, which leads you to believe that he probably has COVID. 
he had an inconclusive test. They held him out and now he's out until after all-star. So I'm assuming he, it came back positive or else why would he be out for that long? Yeah. Uh, so how is this game not out? How, how were their games not postponed earlier and what's going to happen potentially to the team that they played? And I don't even remember who it was, but God, I think everyone just needs all-star break, but the league, I mean, it, it, you, they, they release their schedule and then games start getting postponed and there's more COVID outbreaks. It's just wild. Crazy. I actually do. I'm curious who the, Oh, the Raptors just played the Rockets. So it's not like they have any all-stars. I just keep thinking in terms of like all-star game implications. Like if somebody possibly plays that game with COVID, it could fuck the whole league up for a month. (laughs) That would be, Oh my God, that would be nuts. Yeah. That would be so crazy. I hope that doesn't happen, but God, honestly, Adam Silver has that coming if it happens, because this is just, it doesn't make sense. Speaking of the Rockets, I mentioned Old Depot hasn't played in a while. They they offered him a two-year, what's the number, $45 million deal, which is basically like the highest max deal they could offer him at this point until after the season. They're only, they can only offer him two years right now for some reason, and he turned it down. Wow. Which, I, you know what, it's understandable because he's 28 years old and he has injury issues. So signing a two-year deal right now and then trying to get another deal at 30, it's impossible to know like where he's going to be at at 30 years old. Yeah. So if I was him, I would probably be holding out for a four-year deal in the off season too. Yes, I don't think you're going to get four-year max necessarily, but I think you should be holding out for a four-year deal. Although this year's free agent market is not great after the whole Giannis thing mm-hmm. after him. Signing. So maybe some team will get desperate. I don't know. Right. Maybe, maybe the Rockets. Yeah. He doesn't want to play for the Rockets clearly. So, well, I know. I think, I don't know but I think he wants to get four years. I don't think he wants to sign, play for them for a two-year deal. Yeah. I mean, if you're I the Rockets, everything you just gave up to get him, why are you messing around? Like, offer him four years. No, they can't. They can't. Oh, they, they can't. Can. Oh, oh, I thought that was just the max dollars. I didn't realize. No, no, no. They, they can't offer him four years until – there's some I, – I read it earlier, but it's basically – there's like a dead – like, until the free agency period begins, they, that's what they can offer right now. Gotcha. That's strange. Yeah. So – uh, they're the Pistons who we basically glossed over tonight are reportedly interested in Spencer Dinwiddie, which if that happens falls in line with everything they kind of, yeah, doing. it falls in line with what the hell are the Pistons doing with their roster construction? You just traded Derek Rose, which I understand he's older. You get, but you also just drafted Killian Hayes to be your future point guard. He's out. He got hurt. He's out for the year. So you're going to trade for another point guard who's recovering from an ACL tear who would potentially take minutes away from the point guard you just took seventh or eighth overall. Yeah. What would be the reasoning? Did they let Bruce Brown go? Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, they were playing great, for, by the way. Yeah. They were making room for Killian Hayes. Like, why are we bringing Spencer Dinwiddie? I don't know. Uh, unless that's just the piece that has to be. If they're going to trade, may potentially trade Blake Griffin over there. Hmm. Maybe gotcha. Dinwiddie's the piece because he makes eleven million or ten million dollars, but they'd still have to figure out more. Yeah, Blake makes so much money. But I, I think Dinwiddie started in Detroit. Also, that's pretty. Right, yeah, I think he was drafted by them in the second round because he also had multiple ACL else ACL tears, I believe, in college. Yeah, he was he drafted slipped. by them in the second round. You're right. Yeah. I don't know. Doesn't seem like it makes sense, but maybe they think him and Killian Hayes could play together. 
I didn't see enough of Killian Hayes before he got hurt to know what his skill set is, but mm-hmm. I don't know. This is weird. I mean, yeah. I know his best attribute is his shooting. So maybe they think he can play off the ball. I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, and then the last thing is they named some of the participants for the dunk contest. There's three. <laughs> and I, I can't imagine this is exciting anybody, but it's Obi Toppin, which I think will be exciting because he's a freak mm-hmm. and he should be fun. And then Anthony Simons, who from every game I've ever watched with Anthony, Anthony Simons, he's just a, he's always just played around yeah. the three point line and shot the ball. Yeah. So I didn't know he was an athlete like that, but okay. And then Cassius Stanley, who I don't he's even – I don't know that he's nine. even – does he play? <laughs> nine minutes per game. He's yeah. played in eight games at 2.9 minutes per game. Who He's a rookie, right, from Duke? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I mean, I know he's a, I know he's a big-time athlete. That was his whole thing in college. Like, come get it going to Duke. It was like, oh, this guy's going to be, you know, a big-time athlete. I, I don't know. It's just like I, – I thought – I think when he went to Duke, they were like – he may be as athletic as Zion, which obviously wasn't true, but I think yeah. there were some people saying that potentially he was. Okay. But he doesn't even play. Yeah. <laughs> and I, here's a question. Is Zach Levine going to be in it? He's going to be there. I don't think his agent would ever let him do that again. I don't know. But like, so there's only going to be three guys or are they still looking? I don't know. For I guess guy? maybe they're, I don't know. And they haven't named a lot of things. Like Robert Covington is going to do the skills competition. I saw that, but I haven't seen anybody else. Really? Yeah. Robert Covington is not skilled at all. He's a good shooter and defender. Like the NBA is just scrambling to get guys yeah. to participate because no one wants to go. He, Robert Covington is like an objectively like below average dribbler. So how is he going to be in the skills competition? <laughs> I, I don't know. He, is he known for his passing? No, he's not a good passer. Maybe he's trying to prove you wrong. Okay. Uh, I, I know that like for Ob, even Obi Toppin, it's just like, I mean, I, I understand you're a rookie, you want to experience things, but even Obi Toppin, just like, why are you going, dude? Guys are the Knicks are good. Mm-hmm. Just take some time off, you know. But maybe he sees this. Uh, this I get it for Cash. He's up for Cash is, is, makes total sense for Cash Stanley. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> a lot to gain there. Yeah, like uh, maybe people will have heard of him that aren't diehard basketball fans. He might play more minutes in that dunk contest than he has all season so far. What team is he on? Um, Jesus, I just looked. Oh, he's on the, the Pacers. Yeah, like you couldn't even name that. I didn't have no yeah. idea. Yeah, it's wild. Yeah, what a yeah, it's it's not, it doesn't inspire a lot for fans. I wonder if maybe they are it. only doing three because it's at halftime. Uh, maybe, but this is going to be the, the worst dunk contest ever. Like, what are we doing? Just don't have it. <laughs> it it's like it's like almost going back to. There was a stretch for a while where it was all just scrubs. Yeah. And people were so down on it until. The Zach Levine, Aaron Gordon year, really, right? Or no? Yeah. I th- well, even before that, I feel like Vince Carter, like way back before the Vince Carter dunk contest, kind of like made it cool again. Mm-hmm. There was like a stretch there. I want to say late 90s, even early 2000s, where it was just like no one cared. They're trying to do all these gimmicks. They had like the wheel and all that stuff. And then Vince Carter came out and just everyone's like, okay, Duncan's this is Duncan's cool, cool again. They definitely brought the wheel back after Vince Carter because I remember that. And I really I so then maybe was it was Zach Levine and Aaron Gordon. I, I don't really remember, but there was mm-hmm. a stretch. Remember, it was just a, after after was Jason Richardson, like after Jason Richardson was like doing the craziest shit anyone's ever seen, it had a really big lull. I'm pretty sure. Well, they couldn't get stars, right? And yeah. that's why they 
they sort of repackaged it to be younger stars. Yeah. So that's mm-hmm. where Zach Levine and Aaron Gordon kind of came in, I think. Yeah. But even Derek Jones Jr. is not even going. Yeah. He was he won it last year. So that guy, was, he actually might be able to jump higher than Zion. I, I'm not sure, but I, I will. I, it's it's weird too because it, John Collins, I think, could probably jump higher than almost anybody in the NBA, but he his dunk contest wasn't good. Yeah, he tried too much gimmick stuff and didn't just, you know. But um, I don't know. There's a lot of freaks. I mean, we get the Zion. Zion is obviously a freak. I'd be interested to see Zion in a dunk contest. I don't I think do. it'd be that impressive. No, I just don't. There's like everything He'd be more like a Dominique Wilkins, but like Dominique Wilkins, what he was doing back in the day, if he did it now, people wouldn't be that impressed because right. part of what was so impressive about Dominique Wilkins and dunk contest was the power. Like mm-hmm. the way he, it looked like he was going to tear the rim off and people were like, Oh, that's scary. Yeah. Well, I think if Zion went and did that now, people would be like, eh, okay, show me right. something cooler. Because so many people have done it. The real problem now is that there's not much left that hasn't been done. You know what I mean? So it's like, totally. yeah. if we're going to just grade it on 10, nine, eight, then like, I don't know. It's just, right. it's all, it has so many problems. I haven't heard anything about the three point contest either. I feel like I heard something like Dame might be in it, but I haven't heard anything else. I, I like the three point contest. I, I do. So I hope that's there. No, it's there. They're doing it. It's definitely like, happening. Okay. It's the dunk contest and the skills competition are supposed to be before the game pregame. And then the, mm-hmm. no, no. What did I say? The three point contest and the skills competition are pregame and the dunk contest is halftime. Do a whole dunk contest at halftime. That's, that's what I'm saying. Maybe that's why it's only three. Yeah. Which would probably set it up to be the worst dunk contest of all time. It's going to be the worst dunk. I mean, they're already pretty horrible. Actually, no. Maybe Cassius Daniel will do something like inconceivable. And so right. I'm not going to guarantee it's the worst ever. But. but just the time constraints and the lack of star power and all yeah. that stuff. Yeah. But hey, Obi Toppin, if he, if, if the Knicks go to the playoffs and have the dunk contest champion in the same year, and potentially all-star MVP if Julius Randle balls out. What a year for that franchise. Be special. Put their put the jerseys in the rafters now. I think hopefully that'll that'll um, boost the value of my four Mitchell Robinson top shot cards. But that's probably the only way for me to make any profit off those things. So I saw a tweet today. I'll wrap up on on this. Uh, one of these like top shot accounts that seem to know what they're talking about said. Uh, four best values or there were like four or five best values right now on top shot to go on the marketplace and get that they would get now. And one of them was Mike Conley. Was Mike Conley. Oh, very nice. Probably because of what your whole strategy with them possibly winning a title. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So that I felt good about that. Nice. All right. I think that's it for today. Right. Yeah. Cool. good episode. Good show. Uh, Hey guys, I know I say it a lot, Go ahead and rate and review that this bad boy on Apple. It, it really goes a long way for us. If you're listening this deep into the show and you haven't done it yet, then what are you doing? Yeah, come on. It, like, come on. Let's, let's do this, all right? We want Blue Wire to like us. I know they brought us on, but they, we, we want them to really like us. Yeah. Right now, I think they only kind of like us, like, you know, marginally. Luke, lukewarm. But we want them to really like us. So, you know, take care of business, people, all right? And we'll see you tomorrow. Later. Later.